Khalif Raymond from the 30. Flag is down. And Raymond has run out of bounds. Another flag comes in at the 32. There are six flags on the field. Monday, October 23, we're back. National iPod Day. I was a big iPod guy back in the day. I don't know about you guys. I had the silver little one with the small screen. I never had the Nano, but I think iPods are one of those things that in like two, three years, bookmark this type thing will be popular again. Don't you think? I think so. I think there's such an appetite for like nostalgia these days and like just making everything that was cool 20 years ago come back and just like be part of fashion or whatever it is like i totally see people like bringing it back and like posing with like ipods on like their ig and stuff yeah what type of ipods are you talking about that's a Any question kind, i think because you could I feel say, like, the t- like the touch is out you can't flex yeah. the touch no but like, the nano thinking, like, probably classic. or like the one with the circle you remember that one yeah the little guy yeah yeah that one's probably the best one because then it's like oh i don't have a screen like i have wired headphones i think even wired headphones are coming back and they weren't even gone that long maybe they never left type thing but i liked them i I had the i had the little tiny screen and you rolled around to get the thing i you know there's nothing wrong with the ipod it just got passed up in time and it's one of those things people just don't talk about anymore so i was happy to see it pop up and get its own day but Last show was National Conflict Day, and right away I want to get a conflict off because I have something I want to discuss, uh, and it's actually directed at Alex because I've been begging somebody to go to this Killers of the Flower Moon with me for weeks, and I and I've been footing it out there, like floating it to a bunch of different people. Hey, I'm thinking about seeing this movie. I know it's three and a half hours long, but you know, maybe you'd want to see it too. I floated out to Alex a couple times and then I floated out to him on Friday. And I'm like, hey, I got time tonight. Like, I want to see the flower moon. Alex is like, ah, like it's three and a half hours. I don't know that I'm down. I'm like, fair enough. Okay, I won't go. Next night, about five o'clock, I'm leaving the house about seven. I get a text from Alex Yo, I'm going to flower, <laughs> flower moon tonight at nine. I'm like, are you kidding me? I asked this guy yesterday and he wasn't down. So I want to resolve the conflict right now. What changed in the 24 hours? Um, well, I had an event to go to on Friday, so I couldn't go then. Um, and I actually had a slava. So Phil knows. Oh, yeah, those are big. Phil knows what I'm talking about. Those are a big deal. Um, so I couldn't go then. And then Saturday night, like, I don't know. I was just kind of like didn't really have anything to do and i was like i haven't been in the movies in forever i think since oppenheimer which was in july so i was like you know what let's go watch this killers of the flower moon um my brother's friends went and they said it was pretty good and i was seeing on twitter that it's really good so i was like let's go watch it um because i mean theater's theater and i was texting phil like sure you can watch oppenheimer in like you're on your couch and stuff but like watching it in theater is like way better um but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think I just uh, had a quick uh, change of hearts and decided to go on the Saturday. Oh, Definitely I... short notice, like hand up. That's on me. But uh, we would have loved you if you if you could have came. Um, we went to the Shaughnessy. Oh, uh, good. Landmark that's great. For the local Calgarians there. 
Mm. Um, that's where we watched Morbius. Yep. And uh, Barbie, actually. True. And, uh, you know, I'm glad you had a good time, but it really made me sick when I got the text. Hey, do you want to come to Flower Moon tonight? I was steaming hot for about an hour. I had to it was, cool down. Phil's, Phil's no was, like, very short. I think it was, like, a two-word text. He was like, I can't. Oh, I was, I was <laughs> and hot. And then just, I was like, hot. left it at that. Yeah, I was upset. But it's okay. I'll go alone this week or something. I'll figure it out. I'll patch it together. Because um, I do want to see it. It does sound good. But anyway, we can... Uh, we can talk other stuff. Adam, by the way, not here at the start. I didn't want to tell Owen why at the start. Owen, would you like to field a guess as to why Adam is not here right now? Uh, is it an illness? No, it's a, a Valorant playoff game. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Duty call. Okay. Yeah. I mean, in the grand scheme of excuses, I actually probably rank that as one of the more valid ones, to be honest. Yeah. It is kind of his his brand, so I guess you can give him points. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Because I see around. I see him today, and I'm like, oh, like we'll go after the Sunday night game, and he's like, yeah, I got a I got a huge playoff game at eight thirty. Like I don't think I can do it. I'm like, oh, soccer. He's like, no, 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 Valorant. Like I'm in a, I'm in a league. <laughs> we made the playoffs. Like all right, you don't need to tell me anymore. I don't care. But anyway, he might be joining us later. In the meantime, let's just talk about the nfl because what a day i was absolutely murdered in picks two and ten against the spread Owen three and nine not much better i don't know a single person who left the day feeling good about themselves except for alex's brother who did one of the most incredible successes of gambling i've ever seen today alex do you want to tell them about the back-to-back hits he had yeah, it was pretty amazing. We were uh, in Phil's basement today watching some NFL, uh, some of the boys. And uh, yeah, I mean, I kind of, you know, when you get together like that in a group, you kind of like the juices start flowing. The gambling juices are, you know, going pretty high. So you're like, all right, let's not just do money line. Let's just start doing other crazy things. So um, we started, you know, we said, hey, why don't we, uh, why don't we start, betting on next touchdown score or first touchdown score because um we did that during the first morning games but it didn't really work out for us so we're like hey let's do it for the afternoon games like we'll we'll fire it up and we'll see how it goes um so you know we're all putting bets in and and danny says we're, we're like seeing what we're gonna bet and danny goes um i love joshua dobbs at 20 to 1 <laughs> to score the first touchdown of the game in the arizona seattle game and um, we're like, okay, I kind of ride on it. He ends up letting us know that he put a tenner on it, which is crazy. I, I I don't think I could put more than $2 on a first touchdown score. And I think like five minutes after that, he's like, you know what? Let me throw one also on uh, 2-2 Atwell to score the first touchdown of the game in the Rams-Steelers game. And uh, like the game start a little slow. I don't even think there was a touchdown in the first. I don't know if there was even a touchdown in the first quarter of either of the games. But anyways, we're watching and we're kind of roasting Danny. Like, <laughs> come on, buddy. Like freaking Joshua Dobbs and Tutu Atwell. Are you kidding me? Little do we know, um, you know, Joshua Dobbs. I It was I don't, it was a crazy. It was like the way first, they got there was, was insane. First it was first and goal on, on the Seattle 25. So <laughs> it was weird. But anyways, Joshua Dobb takes the snap. It nothing's out there. Decides not to throw and goes and starts running. And uh, he runs like I don't know, like eight yards. And we're like, okay, like 
good for him. And he just starts breaking tackles. Like Joshua Dobbs <laughs> just starts breaking tackles and he breaks like three tackles and runs into the end zone for the first touchdown of the game. And like we were all screaming. It was absolutely insane. I think he made like $200 just from that. Um, It was amazing. We we're like, dude, what a hit. That's crazy. We settled down and Adam goes, if Tutu Atwell scores the first touchdown of the game, I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. And sure enough, 15 minutes later, um, stat- it was a deep shot, Phil. No, it was like a 40, 50-yard yeah. bomb, dude. Stafford, you know, just rips one and we're like, yeah, this is, there's a good chance this is going to 2 2. And once again, Danny was absolutely hot. We see a little short Rams wide receiver catch it like right in the end zone. And, and he gets that hit too and made, I think, 300 something dollars in less than 20 minutes. Like it was amazing. Like we just started doing backflips in Phil's basement. It was incredible. It was such a it's a moment we'll never forget, that's for sure. Yeah. It was special, really. I mean, the two two one, the ball wasn't even supposed to go to two two. He just came back on the route that was Cubs ball and just pulled it in. It was really a divine intervention. So I just wanted to make sure it got mentioned. Yeah. But everybody else first got in picks. Did he actually win picks? Well, he's t- it's, there's like a three or four way tie. But Jeez. he's oh, he's, wow. he's there. So So Danny's had a hot weekend. Yeah, one of the only, because I got absolutely murdered, and I don't know anybody else who left happy this weekend. The five most public bets of the weekend all lost. It was one of those weeks where you just it's just nightmare stuff. And, you know, I know our show suffered as well, but maybe we'll bounce back on Monday night, although I'm starting to like Owen's Vikings idea. But that's neither here nor there. We can dive into the games now. Let's start in the musical chairs bowl. Um, You know... These Miami Dolphins, I don't know about yep. these guys. They flashed up the stat that they they're the teams they've beat have a combined record of five and twenty-seven. And I was like, uh, this team might not be that great. And the Eagles, who we've kind of, you know, we've had our problems with them. To me, that said a little more bit more about them today. But I'm ready to put the Dolphins on a fraud watch. I don't know about you, Owen. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know if I would say fraud, like fraud watch, but I think we were right not to, well, I guess we did move them up, but to, to bring them back down and leave them there, because I think them and the bills are like very similar teams in some ways. Like they, well, I, they actually, I don't think that's a good comparison, but I would say, I would say the, the, uh, we have them pretty well pegged in, in low good. Yeah, I think the Bills one's not bad because on their day, they're both really good, but it kind of depends on the opponent. I guess for Buffalo, it doesn't matter because they dropped to the Patriots and the and the Jets, like like nothing, but... Yeah, I mean, shout, shout out to Cookie. Cookie mentioned it today. He said that, uh, that the Bills just play down to their opponent, which is something they've been doing for a really long time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's about the musical chairs game, I... I, I just feel I feel dumb picking the Dolphins now because like I'm supposed to be the schedule guy <laughs> and based on their previous schedule, like you said, they're the, the opponents they've been playing are pretty weak. I think we've just been like carried away with McDaniel's super flashy offense, all the really fun things they've been doing um all year. And man, that that, that Eagles defense like really showed up today. 
I, uh, I mean, Darius Slay had a really good game. Um, the, the front, the front three, four were just amazing. Like Jalen Carter was, was going wild. Um, and that O-line just didn't look really good for Miami at all today. I think Tua was pressured a bunch of times and then that made him, uh, make a few bad decisions during the game as well. Um, but I thought, I thought the Eagles cleaned their game up for the most part. I mean, the tush push stuff is yeah just wow we got to talk about this because i honestly yeah. you could call me crazy that's like probably the single greatest advantage that a team could have because anytime it's yeah. like third and six it's like i don't need to get past the sticks yeah. i just got to get near it like if without with i'm in two yeah. yards and they went for it on their own 25 to pretty much seal the game up that last drive they did it what two three times i don't know i don't really see a problem with it i don't know why people are saying that it should get banned and like just let them play football just <laughs> figure out a way to stop it dude i i don't i don't think it's fair that just because the eagles know how to do it right i mean other teams have tried to do it and it doesn't work for them but the eagles are like the masters at it now it's like well let's take it away from them because they're like too good at this that's like i don't know that's like telling curry like okay hey, you're not allowed to shoot threes anymore or something because you're amazing <laughs> at shooting threes it's he's got just his own figure out a way to stop it yeah I used to be on the side of like of, of the banning, but I think the fact that it's only the Eagles that are able to do it makes me think that I mean, if if, if it's an advantage that you've developed because you've you know you've you've signed better personnel and you've drafted better and you've sort of built this this uh, personnel that's really good for this play and then you've practiced it and you've developed it to such a point where it's unstoppable. I think you should be able to use it, and then if other teams want to do the same, they need to you know draft. Uh, get a quarterback that can squat 600 pounds and, uh, you know, draft some really strong linebackers or some really strong linemen, I, I mean, and then uh, do it themselves. Yeah, I'm with you. The thing is, it still upsets me, but I, I was team banned last year and in the offseason. I've changed my mind because I've seen these other teams try to do it, and it's like... I mean, it's a joke. Like the the watching the Bears try to do it today was was just comedy. Like they 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 have no idea what they're doing with my boy Bajan, who I do want to talk about later. But here's what I will say: you could tell Tariko was getting upset about it because he came up with the greatest nickname ever. He said they're gonna run that BS play again, as in brotherly shove. But if yeah. you just call it the BS play, that's like the best nickname ever because that's what it is. It's BS every time that they yeah. go back there and you know what they're going to come up with. But I will say when Kelsey retires and that Vi tie is getting old too and they start to lose some of these linemen and they still try to do it and then they can't do it, that's going to be the best ever. I'm going to be delighted to watch it fail on big plays. That is going to be a joy. Can I? Can I also say like, is it... Too much to say, like, A.J. Brown's a top three wide receiver. I mean, this guy's insane. Like, the last five games, he's just been, like, well over 100 yards. The catches he's making are incredible. Uh, he has, like, two guys draped over him, man, and he's still catching these things. I mean, he's he's been incredible, I think, for the Eagles. Yeah. He is an unbelievable player. I'm with you. I thought the same thing today. Like, he's just such a physical advantage and then you remember like the titans wouldn't pay this guy and the cardinals traded for hollywood brown instead with more oh. draft capital like that is unbelievable the guy is i mean he's he's just so dominant i'm with you i don't know there's so many good receivers it's hard to be there like, are. he's top three he's top five all this but he is a true true like number one yeah winning winning yeah. player type type beat so i'm 100 yeah. percent with you 
I want to say one more thing about Miami. I think one thing that I saw in this game is like one thing that they do really well is, um, you know, when there's not really pressure, they have these really, really fast receivers uh, and this pretty poor offensive line. And so they can, you know, spread, spread it out and just throw, you know, these take these really quick throws that don't require their offensive line to protect for like five or six seconds. Um, or they can, you know, obviously run the ball. That's what Mike McDaniels, you know, that's what he was so good at with the 49ers is he can scheme run the, the run really well. But, um, you know, I think when they lose control of a game, like when they're down sort of at the end of the game today, it makes it really tough because then you're asking Tua to drop back and to the, the routes have to take longer to develop. And the line is just so bad that especially against a good front, there's nothing they can do. So uh, I would expect this like games like this to happen more often to the Dolphins uh, when they play better teams because they won't have the luxury of just doing whatever they want and dictating the pace of the game. That was a big takeaway for me of the of the team. Yeah, I think that's a well, then, fair assessment for sure. Yeah. Well, like, I mean, Tua, he threw like a 20, 25-yard deep shot to like Raheem Mostert in double coverage. I was like, hmm. Yeah, the biggest throw of the game. And the biggest throw yeah. of the game. Like, we're throwing a Raheem Mostert to like jump like jump up there and catch that like seriously um so yeah i i agree with owen like those like longer deeper shots are you know a bit tough but also i mean even during the entire game though um even the quicker like outs they were throwing a tyreek a bunch of times where they're just trying to get him out in open space i thought the eagles defense was really good like a few times he had nowhere to go yeah like he tried to cut around outside he'd try to like juke him on the inside and they just weren't falling for anything, and he wasn't really getting any like big yardage plays. So credit to them for that as well. Yeah, and I don't want to go coach Phil on my couch here because I didn't, you know, I didn't get up all day. But the thing is, what I thought, at least, again, from a non-football mind, is when he caught it, they weren't like coming up to tackle him. They were kind of giving him some space, like stay in front of him, and then I got help on the way type thing. Like they yeah, weren't yeah. going near him. Like it was, uh, it was a real plan like, that way. Yeah, it's like you're guarding like Giannis. Or something yeah. like that. Maybe when you just take a step back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. man, I'm gonna make you guys so mad for the next six to eight <laughs> months. Every chance I get, I'm bringing it up. But I, <laughs> yes, that is what it was like. It was just giving the guy a little bit of space. And I think you make a good point on because it's like that's the games they're gonna have to be in in the playoffs. So bookmark that because let's let's think about this. You know, you could do that once or twice, but if you if you're not gonna be up consistently in games for three straight weeks like they will be in January like it's going to be kind of hard for you and they're going to need good weather and home field and you know I I, I don't consider them a elite elite contender at the moment I would say for me right now the most likely Super Bowl would have to be San Francisco or Philadelphia out of the NFC and I don't see at this point how anybody could bet against Kansas City and it's not even a result of their play as much as it's result of who in the AFC is coming up and challenging them. Like, I just, I don't see it. I don't know if you guys see it differently in either conference, but you don't, you don't buy any Raven stock. We can't, we can't after we made a, we made an ass of ourselves. We made, we made a mistake. We made a boo-boo. <laughs> yeah, we did. Well, I don't think, I don't do think you... they'd sell any uh, stock to us actually. Yeah. yeah. It's too expensive out of our price range. Well, at this point. I think, I think they just shut us down. Like they like do a little background search on us and they're like, Oh, they have 800 tweets making fun of us. Maybe we shouldn't sell to them. I think Owen should make a statement on the Ravens first. 
considering he was sort of the, I don't know, the the rallier, the the main guy driving the boat on the Lions. I think he might have... The mastermind. The mastermind. Yeah. The Steve Jobs of the Lions. I think he might have slipped yeah. up and said, quote, the Lions could challenge the 49ers or can challenge the 49ers. That was a vintage goof today. So yeah. maybe you should speak on this. Yeah, that was that was a goof. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I think I, I fell victim maybe a bit to the the ske- the schedule again. The schedule was, I mean, the 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 win against the Chiefs was good. It wasn't you know very very convincing win, but it was a win. But then aside from that, I mean, their schedule hasn't really been super tough. Um, and the Ravens, I mean, the Ravens are better than I gave them credit for too. So I want to apologize to the Ravens first and foremost, because they are better than I gave them credit for. They, I mean, Lamar looked really good. The defense looked really good. And then the lions, I mean, I'm not willing to say they're bad or anything like that, but, um, I mean, they didn't play like an elite football team, not even close. They barely played like a good, well, they didn't, they didn't play like, a they good played like an unserious so. team today. They, they, this was almost a poverty loss. So I, I, uh, you know, I'm I'm going to hope they 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 can win my support back. Yeah, I think big big lesson for the pod. It, I mean, it took yeah. us maybe a measly three years, but <laughs> um, just take the Euro- European games with a grain of salt, man. Yeah, because that was another thing why I was so high on the Lions was I was like, the Ravens like are barely beating this Titans team. Like if they're barely beating this Titans team and or having a hard time ha- handling the Titans offense, what's going to happen when they face the Lions offense? You know, so um, the the European games are weird. I think Phil was on to that pretty early. So, I mean, I think that like the Dolphins Chiefs are going to play here pretty soon in, in Germany. The Dolphins could hang 70 on, on the Chiefs, and I, I think it, it, it doesn't matter. Just, just we got to throw those games out. Do you think yeah. Taylor Swift's going to Germany? Oh, yeah. Uh, probably. I think at this point, like ESPN or CBS, Fox, like whoever's broadcasting the games, like paying her to go to these games. They got a knife to her, like her manager's head. It's crazy. (laughs) Like you're going. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Oh man. The Ravens are a strange bunch though, because like you said, the European loss, but it was also the Steelers loss. And I, you know, the Steelers are a weird, weird four and two. It is absolutely bizarre but they somehow pull out these games and that that ravens one was like a uh, prime example where it's like voodoo or something causing all these incomplete passes and everything but i do think that lamar i read you know that stuff about i I think cookie said when there was a stat this morning that he's 15 and one against nfc teams i think he's such a unique challenge to these teams that don't see him all the time because especially now he's got you know serviceable weapons where he he stood back there today and he just hit guys that's what he did in the first half he didn't really do much with his legs it's like i'm gonna st- stand back here and get to odell zay flowers mark andrews i don't need to be a running quarterback and that you know if he can do that against good teams i mean that's that's been his sort of uh deficit his whole career so things are definitely open for them i agree with you they'd probably be my number two in the afc but i wouldn't put them up in elite just yet off their off their resume. No, no. Like impressive yeah. win, but we're not yo-yoing. Yeah, we're not yo-yoing. I think the other lesson I learned besides the London stuff is like that we got to put a lot of stock in the schedule because I we even had talks last week about the Raiders going up and then we saw, 
I mean, yeah. granted, it was Hoy Boy, but we we saw <laughs> what that football team really is. Once once the, I mean, not even it's not even like the Bears are even in a serious football team, but you know, you see how a team really is. Uh, you don't see but, how a team really is when they don't play good teams. I mean, I think even with Gucci Gerob, they're losing that game, dude. Yeah, like just because the Raiders are so bad. But I hundred percent agree. Like, I think we need to put a lot of stock into these schedules, man. Yeah, yeah, we need to be tight on the schedules. We need to figure this out because there's a couple teams that, you know, their schedules are very strange and they have strange records. And I'm sure we'll talk about them in a minute, but, you know, it's, uh, I just want to say this, and I know we could talk about the Raiders later, but I do want to say that Alex is threatening. We're going to Seattle in three weeks to see the Commander Seahawks game. And Alex is treating this like it's a NCAA like, Bronny James yeah. tour where he says if it goes well, he's going to switch allegiances to the Seahawks. Like if the city welcomes him enough yeah. and he enjoys Lumen Field, he's going to quit being a Raider fan. Yeah, because I'm having like, I, this is just like ridiculous. I can't anymore with this <laughs> team. But I also feel like I don't have to be super locked. Like I can be a free agent with the NFL because there are no teams in Canada. Um, obviously, like my Canadian teams are much different. Like that, I'm, I'm locked into for life. But NFL, I mean, until we get a Canadian team, I don't think I'd, uh, I don't think I have to like lock in for life really with anybody. But yeah, like Phil said, I'm treating this like a college uh, visit. I'm going hard in mode on the Las Vegas Raiders. I'm not showing up uh, anymore. I'm not reading any articles. I'm not following any scores anymore. Um, I was cheering against them actually today just because Dante Foreman was going off and I was actually having more fun watching Dante Foreman just like chew up the Raiders, which was sick. Um, so yeah, like if, if, and I've heard the stadium's really great in, uh, in Seattle and the fans <laughs> He's and flirting. everything. He's and I was twerking to Phil, them right now. And like I like I was telling Phil, there's just something like when you go to the game and you see everyone wearing the merch and everyone's like cheering really hard at the game and like you just fall in love with that kind of stuff. So we'll see how it goes. Good. Uh, I'm I'm in on that, Alex. I don't think any team uh, deserves your your support. I think they got to earn it. Hundred so. <laughs> percent. The thing about Alex though is he's had and he'll laugh at this. He's had a hundred identity crises when it comes to picking an NFL team. Yeah. I remember grade like eight or nine. I visited him in his locker and he's like, "Dude, we got to get rid of Bortles, man. Like we got we got to build around this defense. We got to get a better quarterback." So he's definitely had his moments switching sides. But I'm gonna miss Raider Alex if he departs because really. I think the peak of Raider Alex was him just coming on and reading the stats last year because he was so tired of watching Carr. That was really the peak. But we can yeah. we can talk about that when we get to poverty. So for Elite Zone, we just want to move down Detroit and we just want to keep those other three. Is that what we want to do? Yeah. yeah. I think that's the fair assessment. And the, right now, if you had to pick a Super Bowl winner, it would be who on? San Francisco. Alex? San Francisco. Yeah. It's really good. We say it every week, but I, I'm not. I'm with you guys. I think Kansas City probably be my number two. Good zone. A couple interesting things to talk about here. One, obviously the Ravens, I think, have fortified themselves at the top of the good zone. That would be my take coming out of this week. I think they've done that solely because Buffalo took themselves from the top and put themselves down with Dallas and Seattle, if you ask me. They're down at the base, and so is Miami. I don't know what to make of this Buffalo thing. Four and three, and is maybe like their wins are Zach Wilson and Mac Jones, and I'm just not. I'm really disenchanted. Didn't they lose to Zach Wilson? 
They lost that game. I just want to get that on the record. Good. Sorry, I didn't mean to disrespect. Robert Sala, <laughs> we've been putting other quarterbacks in hell. I want to say Alex hit the nail on the head. I, I think, like, what he said before, that they sink to the level of their opponent. I don't think that's, like, the team. Well, it is the team, but I think specifically that's what Josh Allen does. Like, Josh Allen will play exactly like the quarterback he's facing. Like, it's like he's just a like a, like a chameleon. Like he'll play, he played the most Mac Jones type of game. I think yeah. he's never played today. <laughs> and it's, it's every week, like he'll play against, you know, he played against Tua and all of a sudden he's airing it down the field and spreading it out. And, <laughs> you know, he's having a shootout. And now he plays, he's playing like prime Mac Jones. So he's just like with a statue in the pocket, just throwing, you know. Exactly. He's like, Mac, anything yes. you can do, I can do worse. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'm so talented. Watch what I do. It is true. He's always matching his opponent. Like the Zach Wilson game, he threw three picks and had a fumble. That's something Zach would do. The Trevor Lawrence yeah. game was very Trevor Lawrence, the one that they lost in London, sort of running around, not really, you know, looking great, but doing enough. I, uh, I don't know. Is he... Like, did we overrate him or what's going on? Am I am I overreacting? Because I feel like I'm just completely, I can't trust this team to make a sandwich. I, I don't know what's going on with these guys, but they've just completely fallen off the uh, a, a, a pedestal that I once considered quite high. I don't know. I, I almost feel like he, he kind of reminds me a little of like, uh, I don't know, like Eli Manning. Like when he's bad, he's, he's really bad, but sometimes he'll just show like just go up with the best of the best and have no issue i think he's and more just, like philip riversy you think so yeah it's weird though but in terms of like moving them i don't know if i could move them down to no you Their know highs just are very high they're yeah they're still very high it's the bad loss for sure um and i don't even care that it's a divisional match like you still need to win that but i just know that they're classic. Um, they're they're a de- they're a yo-yo team then, because I know they'd have like another big win against a good team, and we'd be like, oh, they're good again. So I just want to be anti-yo-yo. So mm-hmm. I'd probably leave them where they are. But super disappointing win, of course. Yeah, like we gotta leave them where they are just because they'll play like the Chiefs or something in two weeks, and then they'll they'll beat them like forty-five, forty-one or something, and then yeah. the next week they'll. They'll, they'll you know lose by a field goal to the Raiders so it's just I think you got to <laughs> take the average of those two and I think for this team they're more good they're more they're they're more elite than they are unserious yeah so they're, they're probably good as I, like a, that's a great way a to put it because that was really smart they're the only team in good that doesn't play like a good team often they're either elite or unserious and there's not really a middle like they're just it's either one or the other and they never really find that middle ground they are a very strange team you just don't know which one you're going to get so <laughs> and, uh, I, I i don't want to look ahead too far but the but the thursday night game it's is a little fishy to me that's that's a fishy fishy game bucks bucks bills it's going to be a good game all sorts of stuff could happen man those all kinds are, of stuff those are a yo-yo bunch yeah yeah so we could... I, I also want to say uh sean mcdermott i don't know if he's a good nfl coach yeah anymore and that might yeah. be overreaction but no 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 i think i think a lot of this stuff is due to coaching because you need you're, you you kind of need to steer the ship when it comes to consistency with your team you can't just have yeah. them high one week low the other week unorganized like i don't yeah i, I think it's 100 percent on coaching yeah yeah and also, I mean, uh, it's been 
like three or four years. They've never developed a run game. And like people say their running backs are bad, but I mean, Zach Moss looked exactly identical to, to Jonathan Taylor the weeks that he was playing. And this so, week too. And this week too. I mean, he looks like a good running back. And I don't think the defense is what it was like last year, two years ago. I think the defensive core is getting like quite old. Like I think Poyer's probably in his like almost mid, like, well, he's probably early thirties at this point, but he's getting up there. And so I don't know. I think the window is, is yeah. this, there's starting to sunset on this team a little bit. Davis White's getting like season ending injuries, like every season now. Yeah, he's the new Sean Lee, dude. It's like, you know, football season is really like underway when he goes down with the season ender. Yeah. yeah. And now they're like, you know what? We'll we'll have like 36-year-old... Um, Josh Norman. No, no, no. Well, yes, but... The, uh, how am I blanking on his name? The Broncos guy, the edge rusher. Oh, Vaughn. Oh, Vaughn. Yeah, the big, oh, 36-year-old Vaughn Miller will come in and save the day, which is never... I mean, good. He's still good, but it's never a spot you want to be in. He is five years left on that contract. Let's go. (laughs) I don't want to disrespect my guy. I love Vaughn Miller. I feel like he will. If there's one guy who like is ageless, it's that guy on defense. But they they did re-sign Josh Norman in case you missed it. Unless I got ball sacked, which there's about a thirty percent chance because that doesn't sound right coming out of my mouth. But no, you're right. Good. I'm happy that I got that one right. That's big for me. Consider that my my third win of the day, next to my two and ten record in picks. Um, otherwise, there you could say something about Seattle, maybe, but I feel wrong. I feel dirty demoting them off a of victory, and I know Adam's been the Seattle booster guy. I've always felt they're more frisk than good, but you know I don't want to demote if he's not here because he's the number one fan, and then there may be Alex's team in a couple weeks, so I don't want to yeah. set a bad don't precedent. Me, please. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But if and they covered the spread, they did cover, yeah. and it was sort of yeah. a you know uninspiring win. But a divisional game; those are hard to hard to win. So okay, that's fine. So just Detroit joining the good zone so far. Out of the Frisk zone, we need to have a Jaguars conversation because they're five and two. Now, having said that, I watched Thursday night, and that I was not a performance that left me going, "Wow, that team is humming." Here they come, but. I don't know where you guys are at with them because five and two. Yeah, let's let's go schedule mode. Let's lock in there and and give me a little report on those five. Okay, so they beat the Colts, lost to the Chiefs, lost to the Texans. So their two losses are Texans, Chiefs. They've beat. Okay, now their wins: Colts, Falcons, Bills, Colts, Saints. So I would say that's one good win, probably. Unless you rate the Colts, which I, I mean, I, I, one of those was a Gardner Minshew. So, but even, although I don't, even know, like, I don't know how different, even but. like the, uh, like, are you rating like the Bills win a good win? It was yeah, London. I'd say that's a good win. A but but win. then again, now it's like we don't even know if the Bills wins are good wins because like, right? Like the Pats beat the Bills, like you know, like because they might play down right to their opponent or whatever. I personally was pretty impressed though with the Saints win, Phil. Really? Like I thought, like it was a pretty, pretty, yeah. I thought it was like a gutsy effort by Trevor Lawrence. And honestly, I think by the fourth quarter, man, they were up like quite a bit. I think they just kind of lost some momentum there towards the end. And they, yeah, of course, they did almost choke it. But I, uh, by the like end of the third quarter, I was ready to say, wow, like what, like wrap it up, man. Like they're they're, you know, beating the Saints pretty bad. So, um, I'm pretty impressed. But yeah, I don't know if I don't know if they're up to good yet yeah i also want to say too if we do move them we should keep in mind they're playing 
uh, the Jaguars, sorry, the Jaguars are playing the, the Steelers next week, which I think that'll be basically a pick em. And the week after that's the Niners. So we could be looking down the barrel at two losses. Um, back to five and which, four. Yeah. Back to five and four, 500 team basically, which is not probably not good. Well, I think the schedule we've determined is not amassing a great amount of wins, like a, like solid wins. No statements in there for me. Zero SW. No. Five and, and two zero SW, and I don't think that they're, I don't think that they're better than the Rams. I don't think that they're better than the Bengals or the Browns. Yeah. I think they're better than the Rams, but I don't think those other teams is close. Uh, <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, and and on the Saints win, it was it was good. Like the you know he Trevor Lawrence had some has some moments, um, but Derek Carr is just an absolutely unserious quarterback oh, in my is. opinion. He is. I know an all timer. I'm harsher than most people are, probably. Maybe not on this show, but I just can't stand the guy. It's like he he um is the he'll he'll throw the the most like sort of vacuous, like empty three hundred yard games where it's like he was never really <laughs> never pushed the ball downfield. He like never really made a big throw in a big spot. It was like two hundred and fifty yards of check downs. Um so I, I just I you know, I don't rate that win, is I guess what I'm saying. Do you think I could call bet three six five and get the odds on a teammate on offense punching him in the face this season because i feel like i could get a decent number and it's a possibility because this guy somehow has the arrogance to prance around the field like some sort of captain leader when he is the sole thing that is holding them back they have enough talent they have a good defense he is just terrible and he goes around like he misses Olave on that pass and yeah. he and he starts stomping his feet like it's not his fault it's like dude you just threw three straight checkdowns to Kamara to put yourself in that situation how is this anybody else but yourself's fault I really he gets my dander up like a pretty high level <laughs> but he's also a joy to watch because he's so bad like he is really terrible yeah and I saw the stat where uh Kamara missed, I think, like three or four games, and he's leading the league uh, in yeah. catches in like three games. So. Yeah. Dude, the guy said there was a tweet of, because you know, Derek Carr's got those like speed holes in his helmet. It was yeah. like, it was like Derek Carr's got these holes in his helmet so he can make checkdowns to Kamara quicker. Like he, he needs the speed <laughs> to increase the time that he can throw it to the running back. And if the, if Kamara is not the, the sole thing you need to see why PPR is a joke fantasy format, the guy scored 30 points and he had like 70 yards. He just gets like 15 <laughs> catches a game on those stupid dump downs. I mean, he it's a real scandal, the, the PPR points he's amassing. You'd think he's like prime you know, uh, Eric Dickerson watching these uh, fantasy stats he puts up. Yeah. Anyway, True. so that's a Saints minute. But, uh, you know, they are something else. But I'm happy with the Jags in the frisk. They, they're, they're definitely the one that's most in line for promotion. Obviously, Cincinnati has the ceiling, but they were on by. Houston was on by. We can talk about Tampa and the Ra and the sorry, not the Raiders or the Ravens, but the Rams, the other RA team, because they both lost today. I would be more inclined to say that Tampa Bay is maybe a little worse than the Rams. They would be my lowest on the poll right now. In the frisk? Yeah, I think so. The Packers are 
We, oh, no, we're... Packers got bounced last week, dude. We don't have to worry about them anymore. Oh, they... did they? Right, 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 right. Yeah. Right, my bad. I'm looking at last week's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They might be in, due for another bounce down in, in about 20 yeah, yeah, yeah. minutes. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with you, Phil. I think the Bucks are the lowest. Um, yeah, I I think the defense is good. They're, they're similar. They're like a Browns light kind of to me where um, they have some good weapons, I guess, kind of on offense. Um, quarterback's got some like serious flaws and then the defense is really good. Now I think the, the Browns are like a better version of that, but um, the Bucks have like a lot of issues and then they have one really strong personnel group that kind of keeps them afloat a lot of the time. That's a good way to put it. And I think we picked Tampa Bay on this show on Wednesday, but we did say when we did it, where are we at with the cycle? Because I didn't think we reached underdog mentality yet. And that's exactly what happened. It was literally textbook what happened. And Atlanta, I know they're four and three and in sole possession of first place for the first time in eight years. But they were begging Tampa Bay to take that game. Ritter fumbled twice on the one and then once on the 10. Like they were literally just praying that the Bucs would win that game. And the Bucs, Baker throws the pick and then he takes the sack. I mean, it was a textbook bad Baker game, which I was kind of hoping we were rid of, but unfortunately the cycle always persists. It's just like uh, Newton's law. It's just yeah, and 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 the and the uh, Falcons continue to play the exact same game every week. With it's just <laughs> it's a coin flip at the end where it's you know it'll be like thirteen ten or like sixteen thirteen or like seventeen fourteen with five minutes to go, and they'll be in the red zone at least two to three times. Uh, and they'll they'll turn it over probably three of those three times. And if if and, and if not two, and if it's only two, then the third time it'll be some miraculous throw. Yeah. So uh, oh, it's oh. <laughs> remarkable. All that to say, they are four and three and in full possession first. But I can't see them coming out of unserious to frisk zone. No, because it's just it. Like I saw Trill Withers said this today. Ritter should stay in Tampa Bay and just look for jobs in other industries because he is absolutely horrible. And you you can't say that Heineke would do worse. You just can't say that to me. Heineke would at least give you like a little mental bump for a game and you got him right there. And somehow B. John Robinson drawing a DNP for a headache is crazy. Him saying after the game that I had migraines last night, but today I felt fine. And they said, no, no, sit out. It's all good. What kind of coaching is that? Migraines? It's not like he's going on like a torn MCL, dude. It's literally just a headache. He'll be fine. Like he can still run and move forward and catch the ball. His hands still work. Why are we watching Patterson and Algier again? But like it was weird because he was still putting him in the like in some random plays. It's like, okay, like like you said, like I don't want you like playing really offense, but I want you in there to block. Yeah. Second and twelve, you're gonna go pick up a guy on the outside. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I and I, you'll ram into your head, but I want you to block. So, yeah, like you said, the coaching was pretty weird. They are an odd team. I don't know what to make of them. So Tampa Bay losing to them at home, I kind of disavow, but I don't know. It does. Maybe we're being too generous by keeping them up, but. I, but I still think Tampa's like frisky because I think if you look ahead, like I said, I think they could totally beat the Bills next week. Underdog mentality is seemingly coming back. Like I think that's the definition of frisky. You know, you have some bad losses, but you can beat some good teams that we have in the good zone. Yeah. Well, have they beat good teams? 
I love the study group today. This is big. We're really learning stuff about these teams tonight. So they got wins versus the Saints. Ooh. Bears. Oh, great wins. Vikings. Vikings. Ooh. Yeah. Oh. Uh-oh. Heat. And losses to the Falcons. Lions of- and Eagles. Okay. So that's a tough spot, though. Yeah. Because they've lost to the teams they're supposed to lose to, basically. And they've beat and the good teams, teams supposed to beat. And, yeah, I mean, let's, you know, they're not a good team, but frisky teams beat bad teams. I say vote down. I'm voting down. I, I'm not impressed by this resume the more we look at it. And I just, I'm not in on a Todd Bowles bunch. I They were a nice story, but I just don't, I just don't rate that whole oh, NFC I, South. I wish I could just discard that whole division. Man, I, I, I think they could beat the Bills um, next week. So that's why I'm not going to vote down. I would say, uh, in you know, just for the sake of not yo-yoing and doing a, a Lions here. I'll I'll agree with Alex, and we maybe call it a prove it week. Um, and if there's a if they get blown out, then send them send them down. If not, leave them where they're at. Okay, keep it close. That's all I'm asking. Keep it close. If you keep it close, yeah. that'll show me something. Although Josh Allen will, you know, put his Baker Mayfield costume on. It's almost Halloween, <laughs> and they'll duel it out on Thursday night football. So it probably will be close. Having said that, and and we can talk about the Browns sort of in conjunction with the uh, with the Colts, and then likewise with the Rams and the Steelers, because I think you could have conversations about both. Um, starting with the Browns game, the Colts got jobbed. That was one of the all time jobbings I have ever seen. The stupid uh, illegal contact, which I get. They they go to the ref and he says, on a technicality, yes, that's illegal contact. But the game's over. Fumbles the ball. P.J. Walker not looking great. We could talk about that later too. But then the pass interference. The Browns were not scoring if they didn't get down to the one. And that was not a catchable pass at all. So the Colts got absolutely hosed out of that game. And of course, the Browns don't get the two to cover because everybody who watched their plays inside the two realized that there was no chance that they were getting in twice in the, in a three-minute span. Um, so all that to say, I think the Colts have shown me enough that they're a frisk team. I don't take them unseriously. I think Minshew is kind of like a really like Russell Westbrook-y type guy where... He's either just doing the most amazing thing or it's like, oh my God, you're starting Peterman. He's just a J- Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde at all times. But I do kind of take them above those unserious teams. And I think they've kept it close with enough risks with the Browns, overtime with the Rams. Definitely played the Jags close week one. I know Richardson's hurt, but I like them. I think they should come up. And it's maybe overdue in my opinion. I think they do have some solid wins too. They beat the Ravens, they beat the Texans, uh, and then I guess they beat the Titans. So the Ravens win's good. I I like the Texans as well. So and, I think that's a decent win. And they hung thirty eight on the on the Browns defense. Like yeah. the Forty Nine ers like barely did anything last week. Um, and I know that was still a weird game. Like we talked about that. Um, but no one has been able to hang that much on them. Yeah. So. I, I totally agree. I think they're a, they're a frisky team. Just like they have some playmakers, man. Like you said, like I don't, I don't know if Minshew is a playmaker, but he's very Westbrooky. But they have some playmakers that have just been like impact guys for them. Downs uh, is good. Um, Downs and uh, Pierce are both good. Downs, Pierce, also, Pittman, yeah. Taylor's coming. Like Taylor's been looking good. Like Moss. I, 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 they're yeah, they're good. They're, also, they're their their schedule, 
their schedule the rest of the way is is as cupcake as cupcake gets. Like they play Saints, Panthers, Patriots, Bucks, Titans, Bengals, Steelers. Those are okay, and then Falcons, Raiders, Texans. Those so, are those are a lot of wins in there. That's that, that is a lot of wins. So if we define Frisky as playoff chances, I think they probably have an outside playoff shot. So I, I think say, they'd be low. They're going to be in the hunt. Yeah, in the hunt they're graphic. Be in the heart, in the hunt graphic. Yeah, come December. Definitely. I think that's a good way to. That's a good way to like. We want all our frisky teams to end up in yeah. the hunt at the end of yeah. the season. That's like how we know, like how we can judge how well we've we've judged yeah. them. Okay, let's yeah. get them up there. I like that a lot. I think that's a really smart move. The Browns. You know they got lit up today, but I mean Miles Garrett just took over that football game. He was spectacular, and uh, I am, uh, I am like pressing an absolute red alert warning on this Watson thing. What in the world is going on there? That is crazy. We two weeks ago cleared to practice, doesn't play two weeks. Today comes in. I mean, he did basically like die. I mean, he he didn't know where he was after he got hit. And then Stefanski says after he cleared, and it was my decision to hold him out, but he'll start next week. Yeah. I guess he's like, I don't know if he's starting next week, though. So. Yeah. It doesn't matter that he's cleared. Like, like he decides at the end of the day. Like, he's I'm doing a Kawhi. Sure he decides. Like, he's been deciding if he play, if he feels like playing or not. I was going to say, he's might, he might be the closest to like a NBA guy that we, we have in the NFL. Yeah. Yeah. Huge it's scandal. Like, he's like a Harden a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Huge scandal. Seems like an absolute dirt ball and just wants to play on his own terms. He's like, give me a fully yeah. guaranteed contract and I still am not going to show up to work this week. Like, just not going to happen, guys. Sorry. <laughs> no, I'm out. I'm out on the Browns, but I do think that just solely because this is the kind of thing that will absolutely... Like, this will tune a defense out. Like, this is annoying type thing. It's like, I'm putting in blood, sweat, and tears all week, and this guy just decides he doesn't want to play. Like, that's the yeah. type of thing that'll piss off the whole team. And he's he's the only guy. Look, the coach will go. The defense will go. He's not going anywhere. He's, like, literally the keys to the car. He is the perma driver. So if he's not in, I don't see those other guys buying in. So they're on watch for me, even though... I know that they have a really good defense. They put good wins. They beat the 49ers. I am on red alert. I think he can literally crash the whole car. Well, dude, I think he's taking a page out of Hoy Boy's textbook. Because remember Hoy Boy last year? We were saying how he was like telling other guys to play. He's like, no, no, no. Like you you can play, dude. The PJ, concussion fakers. You played, you beat the 49ers, dude, last week. You're hot. You play, man. So I think he's totally taken taken a because that's what Hoyer was doing last year basically on the Colts. It was amazing. <laughs> so Deshaun, because I was like, I've seen this somewhere before, and that's where I've seen it from. You the, know, the Hoy the, boy the himself. Other, the other thing is he wasn't Cookie notices. He goes, Why is he not putting on a headset? And it's like you'd think the quarterback would want to hear the play calls coming in, but he was doing like the fake, I'm holding up the helmet to my ear to hear the plays. He doesn't care at all. He does not care a thing about the Browns. No, like he didn't even care enough. Like he said to get a freaking headset, dude. He's like, he was told that was so fake. Like he was not thinking about what play they were calling. He was just like, Oh, let me just put this rock beside my ear. (laughs) And he's wearing the toque indoors. So, uh, yeah. Also, uh, prayers up to the Hoy boy because he, everywhere he's gone, he's trying to go to. He's been trying to escape the you know 
the playing situation every time and he'll go to doesn't matter what team he goes to he gets thrown in the fire so dude he Poor guy. he's uh he's trying to escape the matrix like he's yeah. trying to be like uh chase daniel i think yeah, yeah. charlie whitehurst yeah 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 or charlie whitehurst and he just can't escape the matrix dude he's just working the nine to five like oh he's a rat time. race yeah. hoy boy's in the rat race <laughs> Yeah. And then it's like O'Connell is like he's like, okay, good. I'm third now. There's two guys. <laughs> yeah. And then they're like, nope, like you're we want experience. O'Connell's like not ready yet. And he has to just come in. Yeah. So I feel bad for him. He just, he just gives O'Connell like the nastiest look after that bad game. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I can't believe how bad you played. Now I have to go in there. <laughs> Dude, the greatest tweet of all time, and I think of it whenever I see Hoy Boy is the year when the, the guys were like couldn't practice if they were unvaxxed. And they did the tweet where it was like, Brian, get in. like, Brian, do you have your vaccines? And it was the meme of the guy sitting at the Whoa. dinner table, literally glowing. And it was like, Hoyer after like his 19th fax. It was so raw. Oh, an all time banger. Man, what a classic. Anyway, shout out to Hoy Boy, dude. I want to talk about him in every helmet here until we get to poverty where the Raiders belong. But that was my to do on the Browns, and they're on watch. Steelers Rams. Um, okay, this might be a little bit of an honesty hour, a little bit of like a AA type meeting here. Uh, I think I'm back in on Kenny Pickett, dude. I think I'm back. I think this guy has some absolute swag. I don't know what it is, but in those fourth quarters, he just yeah. comes alive. It's it's yeah. he has a clutch gene of clutch genes. He is Mister Game Winning Drive, and the Steelers defense. I mean. That was it's a amazing. that was a hell of a show in the second half. Yeah, yeah, he he will play. Kenny Pickett will play the worst football you've ever seen for fifty five minutes, and then that last like five, six, seven minutes, he will play like Tom Brady in two thousand seven. Like it's like it's remarkable to see. This was like the one team before the episode that I I thought I really had a strong conviction that we they they are like they all have to be frisky. Yeah, and it's. An ugly, frisky team. They are hideous. Yeah. That is a bad yeah. four and two. And I really, I loved him audibling out of the play on the go-ahead touchdown. And then they cut to the booth to pissed Matt Canada. They audibled out of his play. It is such a toxic situation there, but they just, they grind it out. They'll be an in-the-hunt graphic team solely because their defense will hold them in games. And if it's close in the fourth quarter, crazy as it sounds he has a better than 50 50 chance to pull it off and obviously they got super lucky on the uh on the fourth and one sneak that they called first down that that was not a first down but with the way the Steelers defense was playing the Rams were not scoring the Rams were not scoring with no timeouts there was it just wasn't happening no yeah I I 100% agree I think that like a few things that just make them frisky the defense uh the head coach, I'm not going to say the coaching, but the head coach, uh, Tomlin, of course. Um, and yeah, Kenny Pickett, when it matters most, um, they're in the game. So I think that's all you can ask for a team to be in the hunt um, come playoff time. So um, yeah, I, I definitely think they should move up. Yeah, and I, I don't think less of the Rams or anything after that because I do think their offense is really still pretty dynamic. I mean, you just see... Nakua doing this week after week now. Like this is a that's a real guy, and I and I like staff, and I like McVe- and I like McVay obviously, and I don't think lesser of them because of that game. No, and, and no. Uh, the only other thing I would say on Pittsburgh is uh, Pickens is just 
so dynamic. Like that is, uh, he is going to be right up there with those best receivers. You just, to see him do it with this offense around him, which is not good. And he, like every week is a good bet for 80 yards, five catches, a couple explosive plays. I mean, he is just such yep. a talent. And Najee Harris had a couple moments too. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, Shout out, because he's been in the mud for a while now. Yeah, I was happy to see that. So they'll come up, and I think that's one that we should just hold firm on because we know they're just going to squeak some wins and they're going to be ugly, but you got to take them seriously. For, or unserious zone, not the frisk zone. We're done with the frisk zone. Unserious took a bloodbath today. Tons of L's all the way around. If you look through it, it was New Orleans on Thursday, Indianapolis who moved up, Washington with a stinker, Green Bay with a stinker, the Chargers, king unserious. Absolute king, unserious, and uh, Arizona. There's a couple you could make a case to move down there. I think Owen is there one that jumps off to you. The only one that I think really jumps off to me would be the Packers. Um, I, I don't think the Packers. Yeah, I, I just don't. I don't think they have any sort of legitimate shot at a playoff uh, spot. I don't think really anything about them has looked good. I mean, I guess they they've held their opponents down. Well, not even. I mean, the Lions scored 34 on them two weeks ago. So there's not really much to like about this team. Like, I, I their weapons are bad. Their running game looks pretty bad. Um, Jordan Love doesn't look great. And their defense looks maybe average to, like, slightly above at best. So, yeah, I, I would. I don't know if I would move them down, but I think they are the only candidate in that group. I think you could make a good case for Arizona at one and six as well. Even though I like yes. Arizona, I think maybe they've overstayed your welcome. You might have been right last week because I, I do, I, you know, I think they'd be one of the better teams in poverty, but they're one and six and they just don't have that much talent. Yeah, I feel like they've also had a gauntlet schedule. And maybe I'm wrong. I'll do some investigating. There. Alex, what do you I'm, think? I'm on it. I, I, I personally wouldn't move Arizona down. I, I still think they're unserious. I don't think they're poverty. I, I know that the record doesn't look great, but um, I think they've had some tough games. I think like the Seattle loss wasn't that bad. Like, I don't think they're, I don't know if they're really like getting destroyed in any of these games. I don't know if Phil's probably looking at the schedule now, but I, I don't know if you can, I don't know if they've had any games where they've just gotten like, wrecked. the Rams just bad. Yeah, they got rolled okay. by the Rams. Uh, they kept Niners. it close with the Bengals, kind of got rolled by the Niners. No shame in that. And then close losses with Commanders and Giants, and then beat Dallas. That's their win. I don't know. I, yeah, I, I still think I, I respect them. Like in poverty teams, I, I don't really respect them. But I, I don't know for some reason I respect what the Cardinals are doing. But um, what I did want to say was I think the the Packers are an automatic move down, automatic move down because you lost to the Raiders last week and to the Broncos this week. Not even that is there was a buy between those. Oh, right. Yeah, and you're coming off a bye. Sorry. So your last two losses are against the uh, the Raiders and the Broncos. Yeah. And, and looks like you lost the bye week, too. What were you doing <laughs> on the bye week yeah. if you're losing yeah. to the Broncos? Another L. So, so 0-3. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like Owen said, I, I don't see this team be even sniffing, you know, being competitive at all yeah. um, for the rest of the season. And I've been trying really hard to be a Jordan Love guy, but it doesn't look like uh, it's happening. So yeah, I'd move them yeah. down for sure. I would too. I'm in favor. I think we should send him down because 
I think their wins are the Bears, and they pulled that one out of their ass against the Saints at home. They were down 17-0 entering the fourth quarter. I think they should go down. I, I Matt LaFleur, I think he's I think he's on first coach fired watch, to be honest. This is a uh, wow. pretty uninspiring team. Now, there's a lot of candidates. Ron Rivera is basically acting dead on the sidelines in hopes that he will lose his job. Uh, there's a whole Mick idiot with the uh, Raiders. There is a whole slew of guys who are candidates to go, but you'd have to say LaFleur would be a uh, one on that list because it just doesn't look like there's any real sparks on that team. And I, I said to Owen earlier, it doesn't look like they have that much talent around them. Like Aaron Jones never plays. AJ Dillon has moments, but really not that exciting of a player and their receivers just I, I don't know how much I want to blame Jordan Love because I don't think this team has a lot of talent offensively I just the, the one touchdown they scored today I mean it hit two sets of hands and then fell into the hands of the other guy and the other one was pretty much an interception that they just ruled tie goes to the to the offensive player so I I out on them as well I think it's a good move down um but if you guys want to keep Arizona, that's fine. Because I do respect Arizona, but I just I think the the resume is starting to speak a little bit for itself. Yeah, I I would I'm going to like abstain because I I love Arizona for this season. I just I've I've loved them. I've like picked them every every week for some reason. Um, so I feel like I'm I, I, I I'm too biased. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I think we we owe an apology to that coach because. I, I, get, I hate giving a one in six team a lot of credit, but they try. So it's it's one of those yeah. things where it's like, if you're trying, I'm actually going to give you some points. You're not just giving up in these games. Um, it's that old Kenny Smith and, thing about the NBA. Like, if you try, you'll get 30 wins automatically. If you get less than 30 wins, yeah. you don't try. And I saw a stat on the broadcast where they have like, they're like, they've spent the most time leading in the first half of any team in the NFL. Like, they showed that on the broadcast. Or it was yeah. like they, maybe they were top three or something like that. But they like to me a poverty team, and maybe this this isn't even maybe like the definition. But like to me a poverty team is just like you have some fundamental issues with like roster construction, the way your your team like cares, like all this stuff. Yeah. But like to me, the Arizona Cardinals like they care a lot and they have a lot of a lot of pride. And like I don't know how much that really matters, <laughs> but like it's like a a gold star by their name. Yeah, they could get uh, back doors. I, I agree. I just think like, yeah, like they've been leading in like some of these games and stuff and they try and I don't know. Um, Obviously, we're not the biggest Kyler Murray pod, but isn't he supposed to come back soon? Or yeah. Is that in like December? Yeah. But my boy Dobbs is electrifying. I don't even want to. Yeah, I like I, Dobbs. I don't want to see him get pulled, but I know he will. Kyler Murray is supposed to be back. They activated his, his uh, practice window, so he'll okay. be back in the next three weeks. Yeah, so here you go. Yeah, and yeah. you know they they really are like Owen said the gold star student, but it's like they uh it's like the kid that's failing, but he's coming to all the tutorials. It's like wow, you got to respect this guy. Like he's still <laughs> giving it his all. Like you can tell it means something to him, even though he just can't do it. He's just incapable. Yeah. He's like sitting. He's like sitting at the front of the class, and he like the teacher will ask a question. He raises his hand, and like it's. Not quite the right answer. Like it's pretty wrong, but like the teacher's like, yeah, like that's like, yeah, like you're, getting there. Yeah. you're getting there. Yeah. 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 Oh man. Whereas like the teams, like the Raiders are just like at the back, just like 
F and O, just just chilling, just not doing yeah. anything. They got the MLB up on their phone. May or may not they're, have they're been. They're playing here. the uh, they're playing the GTA, Phil. Yeah, on the, in on the dictionary, the phone, reading the upside down dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> That's for the Raiders for sure. Um, yeah, respect. I don't see any other movers in unserious. We can uh, we can go, but I just want to ask: out of the two, Chargers or Saints, who defines unserious more to you, Alex? Uh, Chargers. I would go Saints, but um, a lot of that's Derek Carr, and I am also I love I, everybody knows I'm a yeah I'm a Herbert guy. Well, I so. knew what you were gonna ask. That's why I asked Alex. I knew where you were going, but I want Herbo to be good. But like the Saints, just like aren't very good. But the Chargers are like they show us flashes, but. They just can't wrap it up ever. And that's what makes it really unserious for me. Yeah. You're just very unserious because you're refusing to close out any of these games and actually win football games. You, you make a good point because that first half, they're they're going, you know, Ali Frazier with the Chiefs. Down the field, down the field, down the field, down the field. Second half, I mean, they might have gotten three first downs. They, they weren't doing anything. It's so bad. Yeah, it's so unserious. Yeah. Like, we were... Like the first half was electric. Like we were, like there was that one play we were going off. Like Keenan Allen did like a fake screen. Like two of the Chiefs guys went the wrong way, and and he almost got a touchdown. Like, and then it just everything stopped in the, in the second half. So that's what makes it really unserious for me. But whereas the Saints are just not very good for four quarters. Yeah. Well, the Saints are so, a full-on unserious operation. Like they they put in work to be unserious. The Chargers are just walk into it every week. They just can't help themselves. Yeah. They just have a stamp <laughs> yeah. on their forehead. It just is yeah, what it exactly. is. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. That's unserious. Poverty. A lot of wins in poverty this week. The Giants won. The Bears won. The Patriots won. The Broncos won. That's four of the six coming home with wins. Carolina on by. They are just. I'm- there i'm okay i'm okay to not really move up anybody though yeah, you're, good. you're yeah. good to keep it as it is i'm yeah. very content to keep it as as it is yeah all i want to say my boy bagan is a charger towards unserious he is absolutely hauling towards unserious he he might yeah he might he's he might drag them to unserious but we need more tape on him though that's yeah. my stance well, it does seem like he's pretty hesitant to do anything that's seven yards beyond the line of scrimmage. It does seem like he does a lot of his work on like three-step drops, but I still I still like him. I, I think he's... And Donta Foreman. Oh, Donta Foreman. The, the, oh. Where were you for the Donta Foreman game? Yeah. Giants, eh, poverty. They should maybe stick with Tyrod. Tyrod had a good run. That's my that's my guy. I just want to say he turned in a good shift for me. Yeah. So good for him. So they'll be joined this week by the Packers, who slide into the unserious ranks as well. And I feel like this was another very successful week of football. Lots of close games, even though, you know, the blowouts were plenty. Uh lots of close games. And we won't be here to break down the games next week, uh, because we'll be going to the outdoor game with no uh no, I saw my boy C of Red Central on Twitter. I sent it to Alex. This guy is really an all-time character. Very funny. He said, "Wow, no McDavid, or sorry, no Connor, and no Rasmus for the Heritage Classic." <laughs> We're calling Rasmus Anderson by his first name now. <laughs> no Rasmus at the Heritage Classic. Why are people even going? But yes, uh, we'll be at the outside game. I'm actually sitting with Owen. It's going to be a great time. So we'll we'll be doing uh, 
Thursday, but then Sunday we'll we'll figure it out. We could do like a Monday night after Monday night football, or we could do Tuesday or whatever. We'll we'll piece it together. LeBron, yeah. Connor, Tom, Rasmus. <laughs> <laughs> Jokes, man. Phil, are you worried about the Oilers? See, I knew this question was coming, but here's the thing. Uh, no, but I am so tired of this Canadian market BS where it's like five <laughs> games in and people are like, oh my God, panic button, one in three. Like, what are they going to do? Like, there's 82 games and it takes a long time. Like, I'm sure things will figure themselves out. Like, can we not do this day to day? Like, why is Dylan Hallway not getting on the top six minutes? It's like, <laughs> relax nobody cares like i promise you nobody cares it's game six but you know not obviously i would not like i would rather be uh something that isn't one three and one but it really doesn't i don't lose sleep over it to be honest it's it's so fun to watch because at least with the flames like no one has any expectations and it's i don't even think there's too much like drama or like whoa why are they, why do they whatever they are two three and one i think but it's funny with you. Like, I 100% agree with Phil. I think there's no reason to panic whatsoever. But I just, like, like I, I think I've mentioned this on the pod before, but I follow a lot of Oilers people, and it's so funny. Like, like it's so funny. Like, they're just losing it. They're like, yeah, the season can't get any worse. I'm like, can't get any worse. You're five <laughs> games into this year. What do you mean can't get any worse? What are you talking about? <laughs> um, They've already bailed on the goalies. Like, yeah, that's done. Like people, I've seen like people talk about Woodcroft's job security. Like it's that it's comedic to me. It's it's it so is. funny. It's a joke. These people are insane. They need people are other asking Leon post game. What do you say to What do you say to Jeff Skinner? Go watch <laughs> that uh, if you haven't because it's a hilarious uh, bit. Yeah, well, he um, handled that very well. Just being like, yeah. you are an absolute clown. The person who asked me this, he just dismantled him um the only thing i am upset about honestly is it mcdavid missing this heritage classic game is is a huge bummer i was kind of i was really looking forward to it um it's obviously still going to be fun but like you know you don't just lose the main jenga piece of the whole game and then expect uh, to have allegedly time. allegedly our guy mike gould was listening to some like radio like oilers radio show allegedly and one of the guys Huge on the allegedly. show said that they should they should postpone the the Heritage Classic until Connor's healthy. Yeah, I'm like he, that's like, not happening. It's not the Super Bowl. They should do it till Rasmus is healthy. <laughs> yeah, they should wait for both Connor and Rasmus. How is um, the, how's the temperature up there, Owen? It's getting cold, dude. <laughs> dude, you I feel like it's gonna be a freezer up there. Yeah. Yeah, it's not going to be super pleasant. I'm going to bundle. So, me too. I went to the yeah. one 10 years ago here. I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but it was so cold and you couldn't see anything. I mean, don't expect to be able to see anything that happens in the game. Just go bundle up and uh, we'll have a nice conversation for 4 hours. That's pretty <laughs> much what to expect from the game. Are they having like a halftime show? I'm sure they are. Nickelback. Oh, Nickelback's playing? Yeah, they're playing the second intermission. Wow, no way. It's going to be a very Alberta affair. That's oh. electrifying. Oh, what good news. I was not aware of that. Oh, it's it's going to be very fun. But I do want to hear something. Um, first of all, <laughs> if you play fantasy basketball, no offense to anybody, no offense to anybody, but if you play fantasy basketball, 
I don't know what to tell you, dude. That seems like a huge waste of time. Like, I don't <laughs> like, like, why would you play fantasy basketball? I, can somebody explain that to me? Dude, I, I tried it one year, like a long time ago, and it was like not fun. No. I love basketball. Like people know I'm a basketball head and I did not have a fun time because it's basically just like you have to win the department. You have to win the rebounding department and you have to win the assists department. You have to win the points department. It's just so like not fun. Um, and your guy can have like a sick game, but it doesn't matter if the other like eight guys aren't carrying the load. And it's, just, it's not fun. Yeah. <laughs> It doesn't sound that enjoyable. Now, here's why I brought that up. I loaded up fantasy and it asked me to play fantasy basketball. And I, I just had to go in on that. But the main thing I wanted to do is I play in a fantasy hockey league. for. I know literally one person in this league. There's 12 people in it. I know one person in it. I, I pay my fee every year. I log in, log out. I do minimal work. Anyway, on Saturday night, I, I'm getting pumped in my matchup. I'm down by a lot, but do I care? It's week two of fantasy hockey. I make a roster move. I drop Jack Campbell and I pick up Brandon Hagel. I promise this will be relevant in a second. I have drafted Ovechkin to my team. I'm already on edge because the Oilers have lost and McDavid is hurt. And I'm not happy. And this is on top of Alex going to Flower Moon when I wanted to go to Flower Moon the day before. So I'm already pretty on edge. It's 12. It's midnight. I've done this roster move. And this guy comes in the chat named Brant. And he goes, Matthew Phillips outscoring Ovechkin. Five minutes later, Seth Jarvis, yeah, outscoring Ovechkin. Oh, you picked up Brandon Hagel outscoring Ovechkin. Then I haven't said anything because I'm like, what is this guy's problem? Five minutes later, he goes, Jack Campbell outscoring Ovechkin too. And you just dropped him. So I'm like, what is this guy's problem? Like, it's like 1230 on a Saturday night and I'm laying there trying to go to bed and I'm thinking about this guy. So I come back in the chat. I know he was beating the daylights out of me. So I said, congrats on getting to one and one. Then he goes, lol, you didn't even set your lineup on Thursday. I'll take the layup, but at least show me enough respect to set your lineup. One and zero against you is what matters. We can run up a side bet if you want. And these are messages that I'm not responding to, but he's sending them like every five minutes so that I keep seeing them. So he's really like playing a game on me. And at this point, that last one was sent at 1.46 a.m. So I wake up and I'm like, I think what matters is you putting in a shift on Saturday night to monitor my waiver claims. And then he, he comes right back, 3 a.m. I was already on one, guy. Check the receipts. Putting in a shift is nice, though, lol. I'm always on the job, big bro. You should learn some tips from me. What is this what guy's the? problem, dude? I, I was shocked reading these messages. Phil, can I say, hey, that, that's crazy. Phil had a, had a rough Saturday night, I'm not going to lie. We, we also had a little miscommunication on our texts. Because I wasn't 100% aware about the McDavid injury. And then Phil texted and said, I don't want to discuss this any further. And I thought he meant he doesn't want to discuss like the Oilers losing. Because obviously there's so much discussion around. It, everyone's panicking. And I replied, why? What happened with two smiley faces? <laughs> and then Phil replies, we are not applauding <laughs> injuries. And I'm like, heat, I, did, I didn't mean the McDavid injury. And then I didn't, because I was driving, I didn't get a chance to reply. And then two minutes later, Phil hits me with an absolute banger. Like, that. I like respect. He goes, we're not applauding injuries. 
and then and then two minutes later he hits me with the even though Raptors fans are known to do so, <laughs> the KD thing. So Phil Phil was having a bit of a rough Saturday night. Well, you caught me in the middle of my exchange with Brandt, the I, guy who was going yeah. at me. So I was pretty on edge already, and then I got the smiley faces, and I was not happy. <laughs> well, I don't think you could have been more on edge. I mean, Killers of the Flower Moon. Oilers lost, McDavid injury. This random guy is going <laughs> at you for freaking fantasy hockey. Like, what the hell? It was bizarre. Um, I was yeah. I, I was floored. It was a, a wild, wild night, but yeah. I'm uh I was just flabbergasted. I had no other I had to report that back, but yeah. Did you get up to anything, Owen? Anything you want to get off your chest? Not much. Our, but I was coaching a basketball game today. We got 30 pieced. We, the, the other team scored 83 points in a 36-minute game. It was just the most yeah. horrendous thing I've ever seen. Wow. I almost yelled. Dude, I when I used to coach you boys back in the day, I used to get heated when you guys just did, would get absolutely blowtorched. I remember once we lost by 60, and I just didn't even – I just left. The minute it was over, I just walked to the car. Yeah, yeah. No, that's fair. Um, my, my, my assistant or one of the other coaches that I coached with was telling me one time – uh, when he was nine or ten, uh, his team ran up the score. They scored a hundred points on another like eight to ten year old team, and the other coach got his boys, went up, fist bumped the scorekeeper, fist bumped the ref, and took his team. And they were like, "We're out of here," and just left the game. <laughs> <laughs> so that's so all I guess time. we didn't get beat that bad. Which yeah, is good. that could be worse. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I would be so depressed if I was on the other sideline. That would be an all-time low, but yeah. respect. Good for you. Coach it up. Keep it going. Thank you. Are you committing Thank to the NBA time. at all this year? Probably like my normal commitment. Good for you. Maybe once football season's done, I'll tap in a little bit. I like I like watching the, the uh, Wemidyama highlights. Good. He looks, I hate to say, he does look uh, generational. Yeah. Would be the word out to use, yeah. Let's just and, say I'm I'm all in, as I've been this whole time. It's just I can't describe the day after we won that lottery, and I looked up those highlights. I'll just never forget it. I was like, oh my god, this is this guy. It's going to be Michael, LeBron, Wemby. Like it's it's just the guy is absolute freak. I just pray he stays healthy. And just shout out to the NHL on uh, make sure you guys tune in Tuesday because <laughs> Tuesday is a big day. I I can't believe that they're uh, the first game starts at 4 p.m. Mountain time. And after that, there's a game that starts every 15 minutes, every 30 to 15 minutes. So they're going like baseball time. Yeah, it's like 430, 4:45, 5:15, 5:45. It's it's crazy. I've never seen these start times ever because they're trying to do like an NFL red zone. Yeah. Which, which is they picked NBA opening night to bust that out. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to get into it as to why NFL red zone works for most people and why I think NHL red zone won't, because I mean, what you're just going to show every power play. Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> like it's weird. You're just going to show every like offensive zone ice time. Like what that, like, I don't even get that how they're going to show that, but whatever. It's really amazing because the NHL is doing this where they're clearly making an effort to like space games out. You have things to watch when others aren't on. When last week they played six games that all started at 5.30 Mountain Time and were all at the same time during the first intermission. So you just couldn't tune in to any other game. They really are spectacular. And if you missed it, by the way, last night, 
15 NHL games. Today, one NHL game. Tomorrow, two NHL games. Tuesday, 16 NHL games. Wednesday, one NHL game. They they are on fire with their scheduling. Dude, nothing like a Tuesday night. <laughs> no, Tuesday like Tuesday night. nights when you want to like really like sit down after work and just watch hockey all night. <laughs> <laughs> all night. You start watching hockey like 4:30 until like 11:30. Just 6 hours. The other no, banger they had, the, the banger of the month, really, and all this adds together, was the Friday where there was no playoff baseball, one college football game, no like preseason basketball, and obviously no football, and they took that opportunity to schedule one game, Devils-Coyotes. That was all time. Yeah, that was amazing. <laughs> They're just so good at what they do. They really are. A special group. But yeah, anyway... We ten. can ten. We can wrap it up. Uh, well done, ten. everybody. Tens. Sweet. I know everybody Sweet. said Chris ten, but I just like to sit in that for a second. I just want to let that yeah, marinate. Like to marinate, marinate in the ten sauce. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the ten sauce exactly. <laughs> so we'll be back Thursday, and then obviously, like we said, none on Monday morning the next week. But we'll figure out what we want to do. We could. In theory, rip because uh, we're gonna miss that one where we go to Seattle too. We'll have to figure this stuff out. We'll have to figure this stuff out, but we'll have a plan. We'll have a plan. Anyway, we'll be back Thursday morning.